smoking Everybody knows the plague must be removed Devil walks in a tailored suit Alright, welcome aboard another episode of The Social Experience. I'm Keith, and tonight I'm joined by Rob, am I say right, Duguay? It's Duguay. Duguay, yeah, alright. Yeah. French-Canadian. Yeah. Uh, nice. So, um, Rob, you are a very busy man. I am. <laughs> I am. <laughs> um, you are, let's run down some of the, the lists here. You're a writer at South Coast Today. Yeah, which is pretty much a website affiliate for the New Bedford Standard Times. Okay. On uh, the newspaper down there. Um, I write stuff for Coastin, which is like your city paper. Okay. Um, and so I write about music and stuff going on down in that city. Um, it's, they're cool. I've been writing them for a couple months. Nice. Yeah. And then you also write for New, New Noise Magazine? Yeah, New Noise Magazine is a national publication. They cover punk and metal. Okay. Um, and pretty much anything that's amplified rock and roll music they cover. And you can find their print edition at um, every 45 days at either like a Barnes & Noble or your local record store. Um, and you also do stuff on the website too for premieres and interviews and music video write-ups and all that stuff. Nice. And then I know you write for Motif, but it wasn't on your... Oh, um, I left. You I, left, I, really? I just left. Oh. I just left. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Because um, that's how I originally heard about you is through Motif Magazine. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. like I would read your articles and then I'd go to a concert and I'd be like, oh yeah, those, thanks Rob. <laughs> you know? Well, that's cool. Um, yeah, yeah, no, I left Motif. Um, yeah, so that's all I'll say about that. Okay. Yeah, I left. Um, and then you work for uh, WEEI? Yeah, yeah, the War- yeah, the, the Rhode Island affiliate, which is based in Warwick, Rhode Island. Um, we're on 3.7. I'm a board operator there, so pretty much what I do is I produce Red Sox games, Providence College basketball games, NFL games, except for the Patriots during the regular season because they're not contracted to, to broadcast the Patriots, but we do broadcast them during the playoffs when they make the playoffs, which is happens which a lot. Often. Happens a lot. <laughs> happens a lot. Um, we also broadcast the Bruins. Um, we broadcast sometimes ESPN Radio for basketball. We'll broadcast some Mar- the March Madness tournament. Um, so we do. So I do a lot over there. Um, but yeah, it's fun. I enjoy it. Um, it's a great station to work for, and, and it's cool to keep in touch with everything going on in the sports world. Right. Yeah. yeah. So then you got both covered. You got your music side. You got the sports side. Yeah. Like, yeah. 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 No, I mean, not my, not many people know this, but my first ever time I got published was for a high school newspaper in Shelton, Connecticut, um, in the Shelton High School called Gale Wins, and I was a sports columnist. Nice. Yeah. Now people know that. Um, but yeah, back, yeah. Back when I was in high school, my senior year, I wrote a sports column for my school paper. So I kind of have like roots in that. And I got into music because when I was at Rhode Island College, I joined the radio station, station there at 90.7 WXIN. And for those who know what the station's about over there, um, you, can listen to the, you can listen to the station campus-wide on your radio. Um, and obviously you can listen all over the place on the internet. Um, but the thing is that sometimes there's not a lot of people listening in. And so I decided to do a music show there because I thought it would be really weird to do a sports show with me talking to myself for two hours <laughs> right. um, and about stuff and not really in, like, and no one was calling in. I'll, be, I'll, I'll just get bored. Um, so that's how I got into that. And I've always had appreciation for music. And um, because of that, um, I, got the, I, I became the alternative rock music director there for three years, starting in 2008 to t- 2010. Um, I booked the station's annual rock hunt. Um, battle of the bands for three years in a row, and that's how I got involved with the music scene in Providence. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah. So in 2008, that time frame? Yep. Wow, that's awesome. Yeah, January 2008. I, I went to a couple of those uh, at the yeah. Firehouse, I believe. Yeah, yeah. We had, yeah. The first year I did it, the first year I booked it was at the living room, the old okay. living room. Yep. And then in the next two years, we did it at Firehouse routine. Yep. 
Very cool. Yeah. yeah. Um, so we're going to – did you use all your skills there to start setting up uh, Top 5 Fiend? Yeah, yeah, pretty much. I mean, I, like Top 5 Fiend, when I started it, it was I was kind of like a little – I would say a little wary because there's always been this bad stigma when it comes to people that start booking companies. Live music booking companies that they always have this saying because it's true. A lot of these companies practice pay to play, which is not good for anyone listening who doesn't know what pay to play is. Pay to play is is pretty much like it usually preys upon teenagers who are starting bands, um, where a promoter will come to will give will give a band a show but require them to sell an X amount of tickets. Okay. And if and 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 for like say like you have to spend you have to sell like a hundred dollars worth of tickets to get on this show. And you're opening for whoever. Could be some no-name, could be some band that had a one hit back in the 90s or something that you're opening for. And Do they, do they know this ahead of time? Like, um, do you know who you're going to open for? Or is it just... They, well, sometimes they, sometimes they do, sometimes they don't. It all depends how this comp- how whatever company works. Um, and, and the thing is that they'll gut these kids like for money if they don't meet their quota. So it's, really, it's a really messed up practice. So that was always kind of like, I didn't want to be affiliated with that. Um, when I first started doing it, I was booking shows independently before Top 5 Fiend even started. It was just me booking shows. Um, and then I figured I would do it as a company name. First, it would be organi- easier to organize as a database of what shows I'm booking. And second, it could also serve as the ant- antithesis for the stigma that comes with starting a booking company because of all these other companies who pay to play. And I don't do pay to play. I pay bands. I don't make bands do, like do pre-sales or whatever. Even though like there's some times where I'll make it be an option if you have like of, like pretty much a sell, like sharing around a ticket link for a show or whatever, but I won't like make them like sell tickets. Okay. That's so you just, don't have like a set quota where no. you have to sell 25 tickets. No, no, I mean I'm pretty much straightforward to bands when I book a show. I just tell them like bands split the money made at the door. You know, if a club if a club venue has an overhead, I'll let the bands know about the overhead. Like so, a bit, say like say like a club might have an overhead of a hundred bucks, and all that money's going to the sound guy. Okay. Um, so I let bands know that that the first hundred bucks the the venue takes, and then we'll split up the rest. You know, some places are not. Some places all the money from the door goes to the bands, but some places can be a little different. And I, every place is different when it comes to venues. But yeah. Do you have uh, favorite ones to book with? Um, Without calling out like the the less favorite ones, you know. Like, uh, yeah, you know, I mean, I mean, the ones I book at a lot are um, the Parlor in Providence, um, Alchemy in Providence, Dusk in Providence, and the Newest Cafe in Pawtucket. Nice. Those are probably the four I booked the most at, and they're all great. But I booked at Machines and Madness in Pawtucket. That's another great place. Um, I booked at um, AUC Twenty. I book at a lot, and that's a great place. Um, I'm, I'm, I'm excited to book it, like start looking at doing shows at Askew, which is a new venue in town. I've only recently seen that pop up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's the old Fat Squirrel, the old Century Lounge. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, on 150 Chestnut Street in Providence. Great room. Um, they always had a lot of potential. I really hope that Windsong over there does it right. I think she will. Um, but it's always had the worst of luck. Like with places, it was like like a place will open up there, do live music, and then it closes after a year, and no one knows why. Um, so, so I'm I'm rooting for some success with that place because it's a great room and has a lot of potential. Yeah. I and, mean, it's dating myself, but some of my first shows were at the Century Lounge. Yeah, and that was just such a cool place. Yeah, yeah. When I was in college, I just, I've, I've been there a few times. But and yeah. then even then, as the Fat Squirrel, like I. Uh, Rhode Island Scott Scott Productions booked a lot of shows there. Oh yeah. So I'd go over there and. I mean, it was another beautiful little venue. Like yeah. it's a great intimate little setting. Yeah. So I really hope that something 
I keeps think, going that because that's I a great spot. I, I think it will. I think Winsong, her business acumen, um, and her knowledge of how to run a bar. That's what, and you know, and she also has a lot of people backing her on it. Like her, her, her um, like John, uh, her fiance John DeFrusio was a talent buyer for Alchemy. He's involved with it as well. Nice. Um, and there's a lot of great people going to be involved with that place at Askew. So I'm rooting for him. Yeah, yeah. I, me too. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, those are like those are the four main places: uh, Dusk, Parlor. Alchemy News Cafe I book a lot. I gotta say I went to the News Cafe for like the first time ever, and I was blown away how awesome it's a cool. That place oh yeah, is. It's, a, it's a cool place. It's tiny. It's a li- it's a, like it's legitimate a, living room. It's a Rhode Island dive. But oh my god, was it so cool? Yeah, like, the sound was awesome. Yeah, uh, the it's beer a, prices were all reasonable. Like it's yep. just. Yeah, they've been doing music there for like a good over a decade now. Um, I remember when my buddy Matt DaCosta started booking shows there and handling the sound. Then he got busy with a lot of stuff and had to leave. And um, and now my buddy Justin Foster, who people might know from Roz and the Rice Cakes as nice. a ba- as a bass player and guitar player in the band, um, he handles the sound there, calendar there too. Huh. Um, so uh, yeah, so he's been handling that and done a great job with it. Um, and it's a great place to, to, to see live music. It's a Rhode Island dive bar, you know. There's no stage, but it's really like I said, small. You probably could fit like if, if there's forty people in there, you have a good crowd. Right. You know, so but and and they and it's a great place to see live music. Mm. Yeah, and I was really blown away with the sound quality. Oh yeah, you know, Especially like where a place that when small. I first walked in there, yeah. I was like, ah, oh, it might be a little rough, and I was amazed. Yeah, there's really really good stuff going on there. Mm-hmm. So it leads to a couple of um, shows you got coming up. Yeah. Um, We'll get the plug right out of the way here. Uh, you are setting up for your birthday bash. Yes, which looks like it's three nights, which is basically like a who's who of. Local yes. music right now. Yeah, yeah. Um, it's a, my fifth year doing it. I want. I've always wanted to do something on my birthday to give back to people and also help out with people, help out people in need. Um, I we should plug that right off the top that this is for the Trudeau Center. Yeah, the, yeah. The, 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 it's for the JR the uh, the J. Arthur Trudeau Center and Memorial Center in Warwick, Rhode Island. Um, they've been helping out people with autism and other disabilities since the nineteen sixties. Um, and so, um, and so, the, um, I grew up. When I was a kid, not a lot. Not a lot of people know this. This might even surprise you. I did not know how to talk until I was three years old. Right. I did not know how to talk. I'm now making up for lost time. <laughs> but um, but so I was. I went to this school in Shelton, Connecticut, um, called Ripton School, with a bunch of kids who had autism and Down syndrome and and all these other disabilities, all these other things going on with them. And they're all great. It was a very interesting way to grow up because um, but it was a really also a very positive way to grow up, in my opinion. And so, like, I wanted to get, so, like, you know, I was part of my upbringing as a kid, and so I, and April's National Autism Month, and also, um, I got inspired by an old friend of mine named John White, um, who used to, who used to put on a, a benefits for the show center, he does, a, he does benefits for a lot of other different organizations that have to do with autism, and, um, and he pretty much inspired me to do what I'm doing now, and it's my fifth year doing it. Um, the first, first night is at... Um, is at Alchemy on April 29th, uh, April, April 19th, no, April, yeah, April 19th, sorry. Yep. So, um, it'll be the night this podcast goes up. Yeah, 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 April 19th at, uh, at, at Alchemy with the Funk Underground, Tone the Stooligans, People Eating Plastic, and Northeast Traffic. The following night in 420 is at the News Cafe in Pawtucket with, uh, the Cosmic Factory, Torn Shorts, the Stupid Robots, and Grizzlies. Um, and on April 21st, the final night is at the Parlor in Providence, with Consuelo's Revenge, Tall Teenagers, The Low Cards, and Jets Can't Land. I'm really just happy for all three shows. All phenomenal lineups. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> yeah, and, um, and we got Foolproof, 
Foolproof, um, Narragansett, and uh, Whalers Brewing, um, they've all been nice enough to donate money, to donate beer to all the bands playing. So nice. a lot of the bands will be drinking for free. Um, if they like, if they're gonna just want to drink some beer, like, there's be plenty of it for them. Um, and and uh, three solid breweries too. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. The first and also the first night at Alchemy, my cousin Tara, my cousin Tara Quinn, she runs this, uh, this cupcake business that she's starting up called Quincy Cupcakes. Nice. She, dude, she's really good at it. Like I was doing some taste testing last week uh, around like, Easter time. <laughs> taste testing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Quote unquote. Um, but but like she has like she makes like. She makes like these cupcakes are amazing. These like blueberry ones that are like awesome. They're like fresh blueberries in the cupcake. Oh. Um, like there's ones with like cookie dough. Where see, it's see now, chunk, now you got my Where it's a chunk of cookie dough. <laughs> where there's a chunk of cookie dough in the cupcake, and it's amazing. And she makes some awesome strawberry ones as well. And she's gonna be selling some cupcakes at the first night. Um, the second night we have this food truck um, called Rody Roots. They're a farm to fork food truck oh, nice. that like serve organic food, and they all they, they have you know. Vegan options. If you're not vegan, if you like, I like to eat meat. You, they have that too. It's like they have like pretty much something for everybody, um, which which I'm really excited to see what they have. Um, but yeah, I'm excited. How'd you meet up with them? Um, actually, I made. I was trying to get a food truck for the second night, and I made. I had. I didn't really have a lot of good luck with it, so I made a post um, like this on Facebook asking anyone knows know I can get a food truck for an event I'm doing. And uh, this lady Cassandra um, from Rody Root from Rody Roots emailed me, and um, and she's like, "We are yeah, we were far- and told told me about the truck, and I and I was really receptive to it, so that's how they got involved." Nice, yeah. It's such a weird and powerful tool, Facebook is. Yeah, like it can both hinder you and supply stuff like this that are yeah. just absolutely amazing. It all depends like, how you use it, in my it, opinion. It, it is. I mean, I'll be honest. Like, if I didn't do what I do for a living, I would not have social media. I oh would, yeah, I would be a hermit. <laughs> I would be a total hermit. Um, just because how toxic it can be, um, but you know, but but also the other side of it is that Facebook can also be very positive in the ways like, like I've been I've been I keep in touch with with um family and friends in my hometown, even like old te- old high school teachers of mine, yeah. um, who had great effects on my life. I keep in touch with now and from my hometown, high school buddies, like family that live on the other side of the country. Um, you know, so, so that's always a good, so it's always a good thing that when it, when it comes to that, like keeping in touch with old friends and seeing how everyone's doing with their lives. So I think it all depends on like how you use it though with social media. Like you can either be like an ignorant troll who just goes on, (laughs) who just goes on. I think there's a ton of them out there. (laughs) He he just goes on and wastes their, wastes their day on this insulting people online, trying to get a rise out of people, which is kind of pathetic when you really think about it. But also you can do it where you spread positivity and, you know, look up cool shit and, you know, share things and talk to people and be friendly and, you know, do all that. And also make make part of your living off it like I do. Yeah. Um, and so, um, yeah, yeah, but yeah, yeah, it's all, it's crazy how much, like, especially like, you know, me, the both of us grew up in a lot, in an age where, before the internet, where yeah. it was completely different. And yeah. now, like, it's all part of everyone's lives, you know. And I'm amazed that, like, the one-stop shopping on Facebook... Like, in one second, I'm streaming, like, a ska band from the UK. Mm. The next minute, I'm showing my kids, like, like uh, cat videos of them, like, jumping off stuff and yeah. tackling things. And then the next minute, I'm talking to my buddy from, like, third grade who I haven't seen since probably third grade. Yeah. And it's it's, it's such a cool little world that I hate. I just try and avoid all that negative side yeah. of it. Like, yeah, yeah. Trying to try and stay out of the comment section, you know. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know, some comment sections can be really hilarious, and if you like to have a good laugh, yeah, especially like BuzzFeed, for example. Yep. Um. Yeah, stuff like that. 
So with the with these shows coming up, um, how did you decide on the lineups? Are um, you just like fans of the bands, or? Well, yeah, I mean, this, I mean, like every band, every band um, I have some sort of connection to is playing this thing, and like I kind of planned these out. Like I started booking this thing and setting everything up in December. Okay. Um, and so. Is so, that like a typical time frame, or is that just? I always try to keep it. I always try to keep it in that time frame, um, and then I'll like start brainstorming and say, "What bands do I want to have play this thing?" And um, and like, what can I do to make this like really fun? And you know, sometimes bands can't do it, and then sometimes bands can. And yeah. you know, it's all. I mean, it's all booking shows. Bands can not do one date or whatever, or they're going to be on tour or whatever. It happens. Mm-hmm. Um, so. Yeah, so I so pretty much it's all about like finalizing a list like that. Like I usually will like pick a like initial list of bands I want to get, and then probably half of those bands will be down to play it, and and then you know then I start brainstorming to see what other bands I can get. You yep. know, so I mean it's fun. Could be did, a little... did you perfect purposely choose to like set up the nights <coughs> by like style? Because I feel like the first night they're all pretty close. Same kind thing, of, and mean, the same thing with the third night. Yeah, kind of. I mean, I like and the, then, like, the second night is a little more chaotic. Yeah, yeah. Like, I like to book bands that, like, kind of I know will go together. And also bands that happen that usually wouldn't expect to see on the same bill that go together. Um, I've always been doing that ever since I started booking shows where, like, because that's, that's how you, in my opinion, that's, like, the best way you can get rid of, like, these stereotypically, like, clickiness yeah. that can be in a music scene. Is if you have different bands that come from different backgrounds and different groups of people different groups of friends and you haven't played in the same bill together you might these might start hanging out they might might start playing more shows together yeah that mean it's a very simple philosophy when you really think about it like you know like for example like you know it's it's like people always talk about like people have asked me about like so how do you do like networking and stuff like bands will always ask me for advice and i say go out to shows Mm. i mean there's always a midday social cheers to davy moore for that that goes on every few months um, it's like a quarterly thing he does at Alchemy, which is great. But the thing is, like, the most simple way of the network is to go out to shows. Yeah. And, you know, go and see bands you haven't seen before. Exposing yourself to new music tastes and also um, making friends, mm-hmm. you know. Yeah. And I got to say, like, just in the brief time that we've known each other, because it's not like a, a long-standing friendship. No. But in the brief time, like, I've learned so many bands from you. Like, it's <laughs> insane. <laughs> we have a lot around here, man. Right? Yeah, there's, I mean... Rhode Island, especially, what, what the thing the thing is, is like I don't think a lot of people realize. I know people, so there are people that do, but in our little state, the amount of bands that we have, like rivals any other like major city when it comes to a music scene. Like we have Providence is way smaller than Boston, but we have as many we have as many great bands as they do. Oh yeah, you know, um, you, you know, I mean, they, they, if you compare both cities, the amount of talent that's in both cities, it's incredible, and so. But for us to have it in a little niche, a little small state, in a little small town, it's all like together. It's really, really unique. And I feel like it's such a uh, crazy diversity to our, <coughs> our music scene. Oh, yeah. Like, that's what even just fun. what you got, like Consuelo's Revenge yeah. playing on the same stage as, uh, you know, like Torn Shorts and um, uh, whom I think had Toad in the Stool again. Like, yeah. They're all, they're everywhere across the spectrum. Yep, yep. And um, I went to see the Callouts play. Yeah. yeah, I love the callouts. They're great, yeah, yeah. awesome man. Um, and they opened up for Carissa Johnson. Yeah, who was open. there was like a long list. Uh, Caris Owen was playing. Yeah, and I forget who was headlining, but I was blown away by Carissa Johnson, who we ended up having on the show. Yeah, Caris Owen is amazing. Yeah, like 
and I would have never gone to those shows yeah. just because I don't know I didn't have name recognition for them. And one thing I do like, one thing that's really getting, getting starting to be really cool about this music scene that we have now is that you have a lot of people, a lot of people um, from different ethnic backgrounds and different like social backgrounds starting music, um, like starting things. Like, um, you know, I mean, there's like, like there's some Latino there. I mean, there's there could be like some Latino kids starting a punk band in South Providence. We don't know about it yet, yeah. but it's totally a possibility in Providence that will happen because of, of, of it, it's it's very it's very inclusive when you really think about it. Where like you know you when it, there's always like these different avenues you can take as a musician in Providence to be part of a community. You um and you know it's all about taking it upon yourself. But like you know, I know I know people that go to Mad Cat Mondays, at which the, I've heard amazing. Yeah, well, yeah, with the open the open mic that Nate Cosmino has going on at dusk, and they've now have made lifelong friends just be going to this open mic. Um, you know, like you know, and so like for so like that's one thing that's really fortunate about where we have here is that there's all these avenues someone can take to be part of this community. It's not just like you have to do this one thing; you can do yeah. five different things yeah. and still wind up in the place you're trying to get to. You know. Have you um have you gone to the Madcap Mondays? Like yep. I've wanted to go, but I always kind of feel like an outsider. Mondays are always kind of tough. Yeah, like, yeah, Mondays are tough for me as well. But yeah, but yeah, Madcap Madcap is fun, in my opinion, because it's not just your typical open mic. You have people doing slam poetry. You have people. Oh, really? Yeah, you have people. <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah, you have people. Um, you have people playing acoustic music by themselves. You have people doing live on stage collaborations where people that you might not have seen played before together are playing together. Um, so that's what uh, that's what's really cool about it. Um, that like like that's a, it's a really great unique open mic. And cheers to Nate Calzino for starting that up because it's really cool. Yeah, and I mean his music is phenomenal. Oh yeah, like, he's really oh, good. So good. Yeah. Oh yeah, he's great. <laughs> and again, like all this stuff, I I didn't really pick up on um, when I was upcoming. I listened to a, a band out of Coventry called Wedgie. Okay. And they played with Darkbuster a bunch of times. Like okay. That, you know, so that the very similar sound. So I didn't even realize there was much of local music. Yeah. Until I started going out and we saw the Becky Chase band and you know all these other great local bands, uh-huh. and I never really gave it a chance. And now that I'm like older, I'm like, oh my god, I miss so many good bands. Uh, yeah, like, but hey, you give it a chance. Now. You, <laughs> you give know, it a like, chance now. You know, I mean, is that really an age? Like the one thing I don't get some people is that like some people think that has to be like you have to be a certain age to get into like local music or get into a yeah. scene. It can be any age. I, mean, uh, I but, know for a fact I'm gonna be the sixty year old dude just yeah, sitting in the my, back, sipping on my whiskey. Yeah, I mean my buddy Chris <laughs> my buddy Chris who's in the late late forties, one of the nicest guys you'll ever meet, goes to open mics, but he goes to shows all the time and he has a blast and he's one of the nicest people you ever meet, so everyone loves him. Yeah. Um and so, like, there's not really an age you have to be in. Just be, don't be an asshole. That's yeah, why. That's I, that's huge. Yeah, like, just don't be an asshole. <laughs> like that's like um, that's a life lesson, right? Yeah, there, yeah. You know? Just don't be an asshole. <laughs> like, go out and support people. Be nice and don't be an asshole. That's what the best thing you can do about getting involved in any music scene. Yeah. Well, I mean, that's anywhere. Yeah. You know, you want to go learn cat scan like I do. If you walk in there and you're an asshole, then you're not going to learn everything. No. Like, the, no. you know, just. <laughs> yeah, and no one's going to take you seriously if you act like an asshole either. So. <laughs> So going back to the top five fiend, um, is that a uh, high fidelity reference? Actually, I'm glad you got that reference. Um, the way I got the way uh, the way I got yeah, the way I um, started the name um, top five fiend. The way I came up with it, it actually has to do with high, the movie High Fidelity, one of my favorite films. Oh my god, I love that movie. Yeah, yeah, it's it's <laughs> awesome. And if, if you've seen the movie High Fidelity, 
um, you know, the characters, John Cusack and Jack Black and the other people in the movie, they'll do these top five lists. And, and so, uh, so I figured it'd be like, uh, I, would, I would name it as, as I'll put the top five in there to name it as a tribute to the film. And Fiend, I saw it sounded cool. Yeah, um, I just it, saw it, gives it, it gives it something to, like differentiate from yeah, the movie. Yeah, right? because well, there's so many other companies like my, like for example, like a friend of, a friend of mine who's in a band called Western Star in Baltimore. His dad runs a, a company called like Top Five Productions, <laughs> nice. and yeah, yeah, yeah. So like, so he, t- he told me about it. I was like, oh, that's hilarious. So it's a good thing I kept the theme in there to differentiate, so I wouldn't have to go to court with this guy. <laughs> yeah, right. um, so uh, yeah, so. Yeah, so, but that's a little, I mean, that's how I came up with it. So, yeah, it definitely had a, a, a high fidelity reference in there. Uh, I love it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, if you could, uh, let's indulge a little bit. What would be, like, uh, top five local bands? Tough. Oh. Uh, let's, uh, let's make it a little easier for you. Um, yeah, that's tough. Would it, would it be easier to go all time, or would it be easier to just go, like, actively playing now? Again? I would say, um, okay, let's do all time, because... There's one band that I miss a lot that I wish still was around, even though it they won't they'll probably just do like they probably do like reunion shows at the Strand now, like they like they do even though they haven't done one in a couple of years. Zox, they were in a oh, band Zox. Yes, I miss that band very much. <laughs> they were awesome. Um, yeah, like Take Me Home is one of my favorite records. In my opinion, one of the best like albums have ever come out of Providence. Definitely like in the top three. Yeah. Um, and so, uh, their fiddle or violin player, whatever you want to call it, yeah. was amazing. Spencer Swain. Oh, God, yeah, he was Spencer so Swain. good. Now he's a roadie. Now he's a roadie. He was doing, he does stuff for like the Dell Makes Three and Flogging Molly. And really? Yeah, he's a roadie now, full time. Oh, yeah, good. Spencer's a good guy. And so, like, you know, Brown Bird is definitely one of them. Um, uh, uh, rest, that's so tragic. Rest in peace, David Lamb. Uh, they were, um, him, he was a he, friend. That, his albums were so amazing. Dude, yeah, him and Morgan Eve were so talented together. Yeah. And Morgan Eve has a new band called The Huntress and Holder of Hands. And I, another great band, she, and That's another great only band. Only in the best way possible, but that is so sad. Yeah. Like, it, yeah. like it's great and it's beautiful, but yeah. it's very sad music. Yeah. Yeah, understandably. I mean, you know, it brought a lot of people, like helping Dave out, like we're raising money for his medical bills definitely brought a lot of people together. I did one show with a few friends that raised over a thousand bucks for him. Oh, that's awesome. Um, yeah, at dusk, when, oh, at dusk back in 2013. It's sad. I mean, he's surely missed by a lot of people, including myself. Um, Rosin the Rice Cakes, definitely in that list, top five. Um, and it's stink- that that's, it stinks that they're breaking, well, I wouldn't say they're breaking up. They're like just going on a definite hiatus. Um, because they're all different, doing different things, and um, and so they're doing their last shows May 11th at age 20 and May 12th at the Columbus Theater, and so um, and so um, I remember seeing like I went to school at Rhode Island College with Roz Raskin and Casey Belisle, and I remember when the band first started. I met Roz Raskin at the old Ben and Jerry's on the Thayer Street. <laughs> That's awesome. Um, yeah, playing music. Um, and and and. And we went to school together. Uh, she went to school together. We went to school together. And we can, and she's like we know each other for like ten years, and it's crazy looking back, seeing like how her musical, their whole band's musical evolution. I've seen like from start to finish, um, and it's been really special. So, but it's definitely, it's, I mean, they're definitely will always be one of my favorite local bands to come out of Providence. Um, my co-host Sean, who couldn't make it tonight. Loves those guys. Oh, they're incredible. He says they're like by far his favorite band live. The thing, I mean, the thing is also they came out on the scene during a time where like they, nobody was doing what they're doing um, when it comes to mu- the, what the music they're putting out. This indie pop, like progressive, jazzy, piano rock music that they were do- that they do, and nobody still really t- no really still nobody really still does it, and they do it in such a in, in such an individualistic way 
that like it, it's an artistic uh, it's an artistic representation of themselves. It's not like they're copying somebody. They're keeping it original while also being themselves, which is something really special in my opinion. Yeah. Um, other bands top five like all time. I mean, I'll go old school and I'll, I'll put John Cafferty in the Beaver Brown Band. Nice. Because that's like Rhode Island's answer to Bruce Springsteen, and <laughs> and they're incredible. I mean, on the dark side, it's one of my favorite songs ever. Um, and um, and and uh, yeah, and, and they've they'll always be great. I mean, uh, like uh, for all the youngins listening, they were a band <laughs> from the seventies and eighties. They're still around today. That uh, that were really big, um, and they came out. They came out of Rhode Island, and uh, and a lot uh, of my coworkers love him. Oh yeah, uh, some old cousins of mine. Like, they'll, they'll go to every show. Yeah, they're incredible. And so, um, I would say, what other band did I really like? I mean, the thing. I mean, the, like looking back, I see looking back at my time and seeing the bands that I really enjoyed. I didn't like talking about ska bands. I enjoyed Lemon Line Tennis Shoes. Oh, they were amazing. Yeah, yeah. I followed them everywhere. Yeah, yeah. They were great. <laughs> they were a really fun band. Uh, Matt Kelly and the gang. They were uh, they were awesome. I was a really big fan of theirs. I'm even hesitant to call them ska. You know, they didn't always have the the upstrokes and stuff. But no, his songwriting style was just so awesome. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. It just they were fun. Home, right? They were just a really really fun band. Um, yeah, so I would have to say, yeah, I'll probably put those in my five for now. It's my ever-changing list of five because yeah, right. I'm a music fan like you. Uh, right. it's, it always when people up. are like, what's your favorite band? I'm like, oh, that's yeah. a loaded question. Yeah, yeah, like, <laughs> come, tell, like, I'll tell you who it is now, but come talk to me next week. Yeah, you know? I mean, even tonight it might be different. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. So if, um, if you could get a band to like reunite, uh, would you, who would you pick? Locally? Yeah. Um, I would say, uh, like, uh, th- there's another band I could include on that top five list. The Famous Winners um, were... Mm, I've that, heard of them. They were an awesome band. Uh, Sean Kennedy, um, Matt DaCosta, who I mentioned earlier, um, and who else did you have in the band? Alex Garzone and uh, Nick. Um, oh, my God. What the hell is his freaking last name? Nick something. Anyways. Um, <laughs> oh, it's gonna come sorry, back. Nick. If you're and, listening, we're sorry. Yeah, it's going it's to come back to me. And, but um, that band, I would really love to see get back together. That band, if they stuck around more for like one more year, I think they could have gotten a record deal and they could have gotten somewhere. Um, and it sings how they kind of imploded. Um, but because but, that band was a fantastic, like this a melancholy alternative rock band where Sean had, has a really unique writing style. And a really great voice, and um, this uh, they, they were that's only one band that I would love to see get back together. Um, yeah, let's say that. Speaking of like records and stuff like that, do you think it's easier for bands to break it nowadays, or is it? I, well, I think it's all. I think because, the, yeah. I think the the main thing is because of the internet. Yeah, that like you know you have this cornucopia of music and art that's at your fingertips. And the main thing, the main problem with that is, though, is that it's saturated, where you have to wade through a lot of crap. Um, you have to wade through a lot of crap to actually get what you really want to listen to. Um, and so I think that, like, if you're starting a band, you can start a record label in your basement. You can start a solo career in your basement with just a microphone, like the one in front of my face, and a guitar, and just do it. You, you can plug, go in the garage band on your Mac, or you can go into Pro Tools on your, on your PC, and you can make it happen. But it all depends on like how you market yourself. If you like, like, there's also like people that will just record, just to record and put it out there. But they're not going to play any shows. They don't have time, or they're or they're busy doing something else, or they just want to put songs on on Bandcamp and just put it out there for the world to see. And whoever listens to it, listens to it. 
Um, so, but there's other people that like, if you really want to make it worth it, if you really want to like market yourself, you got to start playing out live. Um, I do suggest that any band that, that does it, like always prepare a demo before you start playing shows. Cause a promoter like myself is always going to ask for your music. Is to, just so they, we know like what the heck do you sound like and what to put you with. You know, yeah. I'm not gonna put like a singer songwriter or, like folk pop duo with a death metal band. Yeah, exactly. You know, right. you, know, you, know, you know, I mean, like so, you know, so I mean, I think, but I think, I think it all depends on how you market yourself and how good you are promoting, and also not doing it where you're not you're not spending a hundred bucks like a hundred bucks a week on Facebook ads. Yeah, um, which is very easy. Yeah, yeah, it's very. And easy you know, to I do. don't think you get what you pay for there. No, 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 at all. I mean, that's that's why I don't do it. Um, so you're much better off finding a promoter like you, yeah, and just getting it out there, yeah. Like have the promoter help you get, yeah. you know, people in the door, yeah. And so, yeah, I mean, it's and, it, and maybe show up on a podcast or two, yeah, 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 yeah exactly, right. <laughs> that's a cheap self promotion, um, and so, uh, and so, yeah, and so, I mean, like with me, like I don't I don't pay for ads because I think it's a waste of money. Um, so I just share in groups all over Facebook. If you're if you go on Facebook, you can search groups of where everything you're into, like m- like ranging from like muffins to like <laughs> to like music to you know Jackson Pollock art. Like you know, there's all these millions of different groups on Facebook dedicated to these certain topics. That if you have something that's geared toward a certain topic, you already have your fan base right there in front of you. Yep. All you gotta do is share it. Um, so I mean, so that's what I suggest to anybody when it comes to like promoting your music or anything. Just share it on groups. Share it in groups to show it in front of new people that could be from Europe, could be from anywhere. Yeah. And just listen to your music and see what they think. Well, just this morning I found a, a ska band from the U. No, is it there? Let's just say the UK, UK, because I'm drawing a blank on where yeah. they're really from. But I'm in a ska group, and I'm, they shared this one. It was just this girl singing a cover of Simmer, Simmer Down, and I was blown away. So I went back, and I, I bought their whole catalog. You know, nice. like It's crazy how yeah. it's just something as simple as that can get people from halfway across the world. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And also, like, there's, and, and also there's, always, there's always like musicians doing unique things. Like There's this one girl, I forgot her name, but she does, this loop, she does all these looping covers really? where she'll meld, she'll do like a, a live mashup. Um, I remember like, she did one of like a Radiohead song mashing up with a police song, uh, a song from the police, and she did a live like mashup of it by, by putting her own spin on it. So you always, I mean, that's also something too that you can always find on the internet. Is just people doing really unique things with music that you might have not seen before. Yes, yeah. and that's uh, again leads us right back to Providence because yeah. there's so many good bands. Yeah, like, oh, yeah. I'm amazed that the scene we have right now. I love it. Oh, it's, it's great! It's fantastic. So cool. We're very like, lucky. Almost daily, I'm finding new music to be like. We're, we're very lucky. If you talk to anybody who's involved with the arts and music here, um, that go to other cities and involve the communities over there, they'll tell you that like they'll tell you that places like New Haven and. Like New London, don't even hold a candle to what we have here. Really, um, that's awesome. Yeah, we're very. It's lucky. very cool to hear that. Yeah, we're very lucky. We're very lucky. So, do you think that's more of the influence of like we have the Newport Folk Festival, we have the Jazz Festival? It has, think I think it has to do a lot of things. I mean, the thing I, I, I can't, that plays a part. I think it also one thing that plays a part is that we still it's still relatively affordable um, in certain parts of Providence and in Pawtucket. Um, and especially in Pawtucket and other parts of Rhode Island where you can live as an artist as long as you're making like you know and you can pay rent rent can be affordable you might need a couple of roommates but yeah. um, but you know it's still like possible here 
even though by the day, like it's getting a little less possible. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But, um, but uh, it's not. It's like it's not like what it used to be back in like the back in like the turn of the decade, where you can find a you know like four hundred pay you can pay two hundred fifty dollar rent to live in the east side of Providence. Yep. It's not even possibility anymore. Um, but you, there was a possible. There was one time you could do that. Um, if you need, if you and a couple of roommates can pay, if you just could split up a seven hundred dollar apartment yeah. in the east side, but well, you can't do that anymore. Yeah, I mean the, the place that we used to live at. Now I wouldn't be able to afford. Yeah, I, it's yeah. crazy. <laughs> I think I think um, I think I, I think also what plays a big part is age two twenty. That's age twenty is a place that Providence has Providence has that not not a lot of places have. Like they've always been. Like Boston has always tried. To have their own version of AC20, and it's never ever come to fruition. Um, I know people are trying to do that right now, and wishing the best of luck. Um, but uh, but AC20 is always it's always been this arts incubator, yeah. where like if you're a local band, you can get you're guaranteed a show at AC20. All you gotta do is fill out a form, and you're guaranteed a show. That's it awesome. might be on a random bill with a bunch of different acts, yeah. but it's still a show. And like that place will always give artists a shot. Always give someone a and show. Back in the day, didn't they? Um, they would record the show for the bands. They still like do you'd that. have to pay money or they something. They still like do that. that. Yeah, you pay that's like so 30, cool. You pay like thirty bucks or something. And so, and so with that, with that, with that, you know, it's an all ages venue. So, like with that place still being in existence, and it looks like it won't go be won't be going away anytime soon. Um, that, God that, willing. Yeah, 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 <laughs> yeah. That 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 will always as long as Ace Twenty is always there, we will always have some sort of a lightning spark for a music scene in Providence. Because it's a place where people can create. Yeah. Um, I think that's really a play, probably plays the big, biggest part of it um, than anywhere else, anything else in Providence with our music scene. Is, it, is that we, like, you know, if you talk to any band, any band, any musician in Providence, they, like, you know, most of them will tell you that they got their start age 20. You know, yeah. and as long as that place is still around, we're always going to have something that can, you know, always, always regenerate. You know, ha- always have artists performing and music and music be- people creating music. Yeah. You know, we and have- I love. I I'm drawing a blank. Is it the Foo Fest? Yeah, that's what AS220 runs every yeah. year. Right? Yeah, yeah, in August. Some yeah. of the lineups they've had. Oh yeah, are so diverse. Oh yeah, like it was like Andrew WK was the headliner, but then you had like three folk acts and a singer songwriter. Yeah, like, right before him. And he had a hip hop band. <laughs> right, yeah. it was so yeah. cool. Yeah. And it was just, it was all outdoors, right? And you yeah, all, all outdoors, but they use the indoor stage, they use the performance center, the stage, they use before, the performance stage at Ace 20 as part of an indoor stage as part of it as well. But yeah, um, but yeah, that's, I mean, you know, as long as Ace 20 is going to be around, as long as we have places to do all ages shows, we will we will always have a new scene of Providence, I think. Yeah. Do you think you'll ever put on a, like a top five fest? I don't know. I've thought about it. Probably not for a while. Um, you know, I've definitely thought about it. I would have to make it right. I mean, one thing I'm involved with this year is that's going to be happening in September is, um, that, um, as part of the Pawtucket Arts Festival, um, I'm part of a group of people that are bringing back Rocktucket, which is a big, oh, music, nice. festival, which is a big music festival that happened downtown for a few years and then it stopped and we're, we're starting it this year. So we're, we've been working on it, having meetings and discussing um, so that's so that's what I'll be doing this year. Nice. Any uh, hints on uh, who's going to be playing? No idea yet. Uh-huh. We're just having meetings. We're just talking. Um, our next meeting is on. I'm pretty sure it's on like the 28th or the 29th. So if you're listening and you want to go to want to be involved with us, um, go to Scene Gallery in Tucket on East Ave on either the 28th or the 29th. And you can also look up Rock Tucket on Facebook and follow our page. Nice. Yeah. Nice uh, plug there. Yeah, no problem. <laughs> All right. <laughs> All 
All right, so um, I, we've had uh, we haven't had any beers tonight, but um, we have beer sponsors for, yeah. for your show coming up. Yeah. Um, without any offense to those sponsors, could you come up with like a top five beer list? Uh, a top five beer list. Well, one of the sponsors has my favorite local beer in Rhode Island. Um, Whalers Brewing Company. Their East Coast IPA is fantastic. Oh my god, that's phenomenal! I'm a huge, fa- huge fan. Of that <laughs> it's so good. Huge fan. Um, what else do I like? Let me think. I've always been a fan of Golden Monkey by Victory. Yep. Um, I like, I like the revival. I like the the revival of Night Swimmer. Um, that's that a really is a good fantastic one. brew. The, the Bushido is really good too. I think. Really, I haven't yeah, tried that one. Yeah, yet. it's like their pumpkin ale, but like it's not your typical pumpkin ale. Um, it's really good. Um, like what else? Like what other ones would like? Uh, what else? What, what other ones would like? There's um, Crooked Current, which is a brewery in um, in Pawtucket. They make this one. You know what horchata is? A horchata. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like a, you know, like a sweet, like a cream drink, like a cream drink, like yeah. a sweet milk drink. Yep. Like a from Latin America. Well, they make a beer version of that. Really? Yeah, it's, yeah, called the Harchata Ale. Hmm. It's really good. I have to try it. There's another. I'll um, find that. that yeah, cool. there's another brewery in Rhode Island in Portsmouth. <laughs> Called Ragged Island Brewery. I haven't heard of that. And one, yeah. this one, they make the most unique beer you'll ever have. It's called. It's a sour ale that tastes just like Sour Patch Kids. Right. And yeah, and you can only get it at the brewery. You don't have it in cans. You don't have it in any bottles or nothing. You have to get it at the brewery, or they'll have it at certain beer festivals. Okay. Um, I went to the Ode State. I went to the um the, the it was it was the Ode State Beer Festival that happened at Whalers in Wakefield, um last year, and they had it there, and it was mind blowing. Um, I'm also like a big fan. Um, let me think of like other beers I'm a big fan of. Let me. Let me I gotta, I gotta think like, about. I love every, pretty much everything that Revival has put out. I like Brooklyn. I, I, like, I like Brooklyn Lager. Brooklyn's I'm, awesome. Yeah, yeah. Um, Allagash is probably my number one. Allagash White is old school. Like, yes. awesomeness. Um, Have you tried the, um, their Curio? No, it's like an ale aged in aged in bourbon barrels. Oh no! Oh my god, it's so good. Really? It's expensive though. It's like. Um, uh, like eighteen bucks for the like the seven fifty. Okay. I think it's like basically two pints. Okay. So it's a little pricey and it's a little heavy. It's like a twelve percenter. Yeah. But oh, it's so good. Nice. It went down a little too smooth, and one of those nights where I didn't, I wasn't paying attention to the alcohol content. Oh yeah. <laughs> Sitting on the couch, I go stand up. You, man. Like, I'll do it to you. <laughs> um, another one of my favorite beers locally, Foolproof, makes uh, in Pawtucket makes this really good peanut butter rain cloud porter. That is that's, good. that's really, really good. It tastes like Reese's Peanut Butter Cups. Yep. It's really good. I love their, um, the Grotto IPA. Oh, yeah. Oh, that's awesome. I could drink that all summer It's long. awesome. That is yeah. so good. Yep, it's awesome. <laughs> um, I'm also a big fan of Boom Sauce. Yes. From, uh, uh, from Lord Hobo. Lord Hobo Boston. makes some phenomenal beers. Yeah, in Boston. That's really good. I'm a big fan of that. Um... Yeah, um, yeah, but yeah, those are probably one of my favorite beers. I mean, again, like some of my favorite bands come talk to me next week, and they'll probably change it. Yeah, up. right. <laughs> <laughs> it depends on the time of the year, you yeah. know. <laughs> yeah, I can't wait for summer so you can get back into like the the white ale yeah. and stuff. Yeah, you know? mm-hmm. like um, just over the weekend, I got a blackberry porter oh, nice. from the Kentucky Bourbon Barrel Brew. Oh, okay. Yeah, KBB. Yeah, yeah, it was so good. Like yeah. it was. Dark and heavy like your porters, like you want them to be. It must taste like a shake or something. And then it had this really light, fruity finish to it. Oh, really, really delicious. Nice. Perfect this time of year when, like, winter's kind of on its way out and spring's yeah. kind of on its yeah, way out. Yeah, hopefully in, it goes you know? on its way out. We, yeah, right. we want, I want winter to leave. I'm tired yeah, of being God, cold. Yeah. God, I'm tired of being cold, man. Right? <laughs> I just want sun. I just want the sun to come out. I want the sun to come out and be like 65. It's all I want to be 65. I don't think it's much. <laughs> right, it shouldn't be much to ask. I don't think it's that much to ask about the nature. Like, right. you know, comes a break. And on. like we were saying, man, like, if it was like that, we could be out on the front porch recording. Like yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> yeah. 
So we're right about the time where I'd like to finish up. So um, where can we find out more information? Like if we want to find a top five show, uh, where are we going? Go on Facebook. Look up Top 5 Fiend on Facebook. Top numeral 5 Fiend, F-I-E-N-D. Um, it's facebook.com slash top 5 Fiend, and that's... That's where to pay. I don't really have a fancy website. It's pretty much a very DIY operation. So if you want to find out all the shows I have going on with Top 5 Fiend, just look it up on Facebook. Perfect. Yeah. Do you have like Instagram or anything? It's just Facebook. It's Facebook. Nice and easy. Nice and easy. <laughs> yep, yep. And then uh, one more time, let's plug the, uh, the show you got coming up. Yeah, so again, everybody, on April 19th at Alchemy, um, April 20th at the News Cafe in Pawtucket, and April 21st at the Parlor in Providence. Alchemy is also in Providence. It's my fifth annual birthday benefit bash. All proceeds are going to the J. Arthur Trudeau Memorial Center, which is based in Warwick, Rhode Island, and they have been providing services to people with autism and other disabilities since the 1960s. Such a great cause. Yeah, thank you. Thank you. So, all right. I appreciate you coming out. Oh, thanks a lot, Keith. I really appreciate it, man. All right. Thank you. Yeah. All right. That was sweet. That was fun. Call me Leon if I had any friends. I came here with a story. Here's how it ends McKinley's in a casket. I'm on the electric chair. It'll take a working man to settle up the score. And a 32 revolver from the Warbridge Highway store. The money kings take everything, they can't be satisfied. Well, may the cowards perish in their pride. There's a band of parasites, betrays the people's trust. The army of the unemployed are trampled on like dust. Whose country tis of thee? What's left for us to lose? I was on the platform when he stepped off of the train. That speech by Miss Goldman was buzzing in my brain. And bodyguards were everywhere. His daughter and his wife. And you could have cut the silence with a knife. That tyrant's hand My own was in a handkerchief To conceal my plan The second bullet found him It numbered both our days Violence feeds on violence Around it goes again They fell upon me Fists and feet And might have killed me then And everything was madness Horses, blood, and noise When McKinley says Go easy on him, boys
in the ravings of a mob A predictable reaction And I won't talk to anyone I'm as silent as a tomb But now you are my solace My only saving grace You are the bitter tears Falling down upon my face We'll save America That's for all of us to say And who will bear the price You've gotta pay 